0: All everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, Wiz and I have started going through the draft needs for each team. Uh, we're through free agency, and the draft is less than two weeks away. And uh, we are on to the NFC North. But before we get into the NFC North, we had a little malfunction at the end of the little, last podcast. And I, I know Wiz wanted to make uh, a point about the much maligned Washington Commander franchise.
1: Yeah, we'll get we'll get right to the NFC, uh North in a second. But the, the one thing I wanted to say that something to look out for with the Commanders is there's a new ownership. Um, looks like that deal is uh, about to be done, and uh, I'm wondering if the new ownership is not going to say uh, I don't know what prior ownership was doing, but. Uh, we want to try and make uh, an offer for Lamar Jackson. So it's one of the teams that had a view on Lamar Jackson with different ownership who may want to come in and make a splash. Um, It's just something to to keep an eye out uh, in these next couple of weeks to see if you hear any rumors about Washington with the new ownership, uh, trying to make an offer sheet uh, and and work something out. And with the young quarterback themselves that could be put in the deal. uh, It's just something, it's a long shot. Just
0: something to keep your eye on. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a very valid point. I think it's a very valid point. Uh, I, I, you know, I, and obviously, you know, since we last talked, you know, Odell Beckham has moved his way to Baltimore. Uh, my guess and my assumption and reports are that Lamar Jackson was part of that, uh, but how it all plays out still remains to be seen. So, anyway, let's get on with the NFC North Wiz. and I think. Um, You know, a most interesting offseason for the Chicago Bears that will continue in in the draft where, you know, they traded out of that first pick. uh, You know, Justin Fields is going to be their guy going forward. But, you know, in this draft, uh, the Chicago Bears have 10 draft picks, eight of which come in the first 148 picks. They had a ton of cap space and they signed a whole lot of players here. Uh, But look, this is this is about getting better as a football team. The Chicago Bears have have long been a successful franchise in this league. And I think they're on a mission to to make that happen again, Wiz. And, um, you know, looking looking at what they have and and what they're going to do here. Uh, you know, To me, the Chicago Bears have o- always been a team that's made a statement on defense. Uh, that I expect that to occur. In addition, you've, you've put your eggs in the Justin Fields basket and you have to protect that player. So that's the direction that I see the Chicago uh, Bear draft going and getting better on defense and making sure that offensive line gets shored up.
1: Yeah, I I would like the Bears' outlook for this draft a lot better if they didn't make that stupid trade where they traded uh, Chase Claypool uh, and they received Chase Claypool and uh, gave up a second-round pick, which essentially uh, is going to be like pick 31 or something like that um, overall. Uh, But that being said, uh, I think they just have to go offensive line um, and then all all on defense with free agents they lost and their defense was horrible as well so protecting him i think with that 10th overall pick i'd be surprised very surprised if they didn't take either paris johnson or peter stronti with that first pick um who are two very very good offensive linemen great tackles so one of those players and then a lot of their draft. Um, should be dedicated to uh, defensive side of the football. After that, so shoring up, some help um, to protect the quarterback and um, and uh, and you know giving letting Fields try and, and stand up uh, for some of these games instead of just getting the awful pounding that he has been taking. Uh, offensive line and all kinds of help on the defense as well with those 10 picks.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree at all. Uh, Detroit Lions was, you know, really close to being a playoff team last year. Exciting team to watch. I think there is, you know, a buzz in the building uh, in, in Detroit. Dan Campbell has definitely turned this franchise around. Uh, they are in a very, very good position coming into this draft in terms of draft capital. Uh, They've made some moves in the offseason to shore up their defense. But, you know, Wiz, I I look at this and, you know, they have two picks in the first round. Uh, They have nine picks in total. They have five five draft picks in the first 81 picks. Uh, they have two fives and two sixes. Uh, it's a team that still needs to get better on defense. Whether they do something at tight end, uh, I, I think that's definitely an option for this team. Uh, obviously, they made that big trade last year with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, wide receiver depth here is is something that's not out of the question either. Uh, but that's kind of the way I see the Lions. And I, and I see the Lions right now coming into this division this year as, as the favorites.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are higher on the Lions. And when you have four picks in the top 55 picks, I mean, you're talking about a little bit more than the first round and a half, and they'll be picking four players um, along with their current roster and and some of these terrific young players that they have on both sides of the ball. Um, There's a lot of different directions the Lions can go. I mean, honestly, I have heard anything that they will take a quarterback. um, I've heard – that they want to add a, a wide receiver. I even have seen reports that they uh, would take Bijan Robinson. when I look at the Lions, I, I think um, defensive side of the football. I mean, if, if you watch if you watch that painful game at the end of the year um, between the Lions and the Carolina Panthers, where it looked like, you know, the Panthers were like Army or Navy where they were just running every single play. The, other, the Lions knew they were going to run and they couldn't stop them. Um, they have got to get help on the defensive side of the football. Sure, it would be nice. Uh, I guess with, with a Cuda getting traded, um, you kind of think that they'll take a cornerback, uh, Devin Witherspoon. Christian Gonzalez are are the two elite cornerbacks. They could be taken with that sixth overall pick. Uh, Jalen Carter is in the mix, I think. But defensive side of the football, mostly. And then after that, using their draft equity for those other positions. It'll be nice to get a tight end as well. Um... I think that's a player that they could use. So um, defensive side of the football, and then if I'm going to look at the offense, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay with Jared Goff. Uh, and I want to, if I'm going to go on offense, I'm, I'm going to go a player that will help Jared Goff. So tight end somewhere along the line. But the main focus has got to be defensive side of the football. They just couldn't stop the run last year.
0: Yeah, no, no question. And look, Jared Goff gets the great benefit, with of, of- uh, you know, he played in a Dome. Uh, he was a California kid, played in the Dome uh, when he was in L.A., and he gets that advantage in, in Detroit. He actually gets an additional advantage because Minnesota's in a Dome. So nine of his games automatically know they're going to be in a Dome. Uh, last nine, I think the last 10 games last year, uh, Jared Goff did not throw an interception, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, it's a player that I criticized, you know, for a couple of years, uh, you know, after that Ram Super Bowl um, team where he was part of that team uh, not winning team but uh, on the losing end of it Uh, but Jared Goff really never seemed to recover from that but uh, he he was a player that looked like he was playing with a lot of confidence and you know getting Williams back for a full season this year is really like having another number one pick quite frankly I'm on St. Brown is is, there's a remarkable chemistry there they have solid running backs Uh, you know they brought in Montgomery and obviously DeAndre Swift is still here so uh, yeah, I agree with you. i I, th- I think I would lean on Jared Goff, who's still a very young player.
1: Yeah, I think uh, defensive side of the football is just really where they need to focus on his draft and uh, a tight end along the way is just um, you know it, it, it would help Jared Goff out instead of looking to you know draft and in this draft, I would not be looking at quarterback. Uh, with the, I mean, you, you just have to feel good about their existing roster uh, in terms of offensive uh, and skill position-wise. So would they shore up, take a wide receiver, a tight end along the draft? Yes. But uh, for them to really make noise, not only making the playoffs, but winning games in the playoffs, they've got to be able to stop the run and then and, and, uh, and, and on the defensive side of the football for sure.
0: Before we get into the to the Packers, was I'm going to take on uh, your Vikings. Uh, you know, a team that you know they're going to probably look completely different next year because I just don't know how much longer Kirk Cousins is going to play quarterback here. I'm not sure what the Dalvin Cook situation is. Obviously, that impacts everything around a player like Justin Jefferson, who's going to be looking for a big deal uh, based on his performance thus far in his first few seasons in the NFL. Um, The Vikings won a lot of games by the skin of their teeth last year. Uh, So a little bit of a mirage in terms of how good they really are. Obviously, the Giants beat them up offensively. One of the only teams that the Giants did beat up offensively all year long. Uh, And still, the the Minnesota Vikings are in search of defensive help. But the problem is, is this is a team with only five draft picks. So I'm going to let you tackle it because it is your team. But, you know, I I come into this season with the Vikings – uh, with a lot of concerns, uh, without a doubt. Obviously, Adam Thielen has moved on, so there's going to be some need at the receiver position. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you tackle the uh, the Vikings here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen so many people project, predict, forecast that the Vikings are going to take Hendon Hooker with their first-round pick. I, I just am stunned to see that. I'll even be m- more stunned to see if they actually make that pick. Um, So the Vikings only have five picks. They have terrible draft equity in this draft. First, the third, or fourth, or fifth, or sixth. So their defense could not stop a nosebleed last year. So let's go with the theory that they take Hooker. So what you're going to do is a defense that was horrendous, an offense that was elite. You're going to take a quarterback with your first pick, and then your next pick is not going to be until the third round. They don't have a round two pick. First, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. So essentially 80 players, something along those lines, 75, 80 players are going to go off the board before the Vikings take a defensive player if they take a quarterback with their first pick. I don't see that happening in a million years. Um, I like Hendon Hooker, but uh, I think the Vikings with that offense have got to take defensive player I'm looking at cornerback. They lost uh, Kendricks last year as well. So those first five picks uh, I think should be four on defense and one wide receiver to try and and replace Adam Thielen. But even if they don't, I'm okay with that. K.J. Osborne is a guy that can step up, and uh, he was kind of the number two guy last year anyhow in terms of uh, production. So I just think all of those picks – With that elite offense, have got to be on the defensive side of the ball, starting first and foremost with cornerback. And um, I think that has got to be their first-round pick, cornerback, not quarterback, which I think would be ridiculous. And I'm just amazed how many people project uh, the Vikings to take – Hendon Hooker specifically
0: with that first-round pick. Yeah, I, I think also preposterous, so completely agree with you. So uh, that leaves us with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we are still in limbo here waiting for a trade that's looking like unlikely to happen before. Uh, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, of course, before the draft. Uh, so that that is an impact. I think a lot of people are surprised by that, but uh, that's the way it's looking. Uh, Packers come into this draft whiz with, with 10 picks. Uh, probably need help all over the place, quite frankly. Uh, most of those picks are in the back end because they have four picks in the seventh round, So, but they do pick 15th overall, uh, and, they, and then they have picks in, in rounds two, three, four, and two in round five. No sixth-round pick. Total of 10 picks. Uh, eight and nine last year was, uh, again, they're going to move on from Rodgers. Uh, Jordan Love is going to get his opportunity. They have young receivers here. Probably need a tight end. I think uh, continual help on defense and offensive line. There always seems to be offensive line injuries here. Uh, Safety's probably a position that they could use and and maybe a bit more depth with with Lazard moving on at receiver um, down the road here. So that's the way I see the Packers. And like I said, it it does not look like this trade is going to happen before the draft at this point.
1: Yeah, I think Green Bay may be okay with that. Uh, They may be looking at... um next year's draft as uh, a more talented draft with what they're looking for in terms of team needs, especially uh, on the offensive side of the football. So with those first four picks, I mean, uh, they really could use an edge rusher. Uh, someone to get after the opposing quarterback. So I could I see that as a priority. You want to get Jordan Love a tight end. <clears throat> this is a pretty good class for tight ends. Uh, they don't have to necessarily take one with the, with the 15th pick. Um, I've seen a lot of people predicting them to take Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid. That would not be a bad pick, but um, – and, and, and some wide receiver depth, to your point, considering the top two guys are, are two second-year players, but two second-year players who show glimpses of uh, a lot of potential there. So um, edge rusher, tight end, priority, uh, and then some depth at wide receiver, to your point. But uh, I, I think uh, when you have a young quarterback, getting him a tight end uh, that could get open in the middle of the field, Uh, is a good safety valve, and I think that's something that uh, Green Bay will address in this round.
0: All right, and uh, I don't disagree with anything you've said. Uh, Well done, as always. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're doing each division. We've done the East and the North. We'll be back with the South and the West in the NFC and then move on to the AFC. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing and listening because, as Wiz and I have discussed, this is when, really, the fantasy football and NFL seasons. Really starts. You got to get in. The, you got to get into weeds. So, Wiz, thanks very much. Well done, and uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend.
1: You got it.